0: Hey, G12 family, welcome to our podcast. We are so excited to have you here. We know this message will draw you closer to God's word, his will, and his way wherever you are. Enjoy the message. Hello, welcome to G12 Church. We're so excited to have you for our first online service. And today I want to speak to you guys about peace during the corona. Who would have thought two weeks ago that the virus would spread so fast i don't think any of us thought of this but the crazy thing also that women's been, been seeing is that people are panicking and l- like they're like what the world calls fomo fear of missing out so some of the things people are doing that has nothing to do with the virus is that they've been buying lots of toilet paper and you see people buying 10 12 packages of toilet paper is like where are you gonna store all of those things i even saw a guy with a trunk and he was even selling toilet paper so people are doing like businesses out of this there's some other people that have been buying all the hand sanitizers and all the wipes and for all of us and those of us who have babies that's not a good thing because please we need wipes we need wipes for our babies so don't take all the wipes don't be a hoarder because it's not the end of the world and the best news is that we became homeschool parents Woohoo! it's not part of my dream book but God is good and now we gotta add that to our list and actually teach our kids in the morning it's been challenging but it's been good but there's a verse that God gave me and it's in John fourteen twenty seven. And God gave me this verse actually before all the virus started spreading and all these things started happening. And I had been praying with that verse for a while. And it says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. And I love this verse. I memorized it. And I kept praying for it for days. Because it's a gift that the world cannot give. The world is giving you the total opposite. The world is giving you the headlines that say there are more than 10,000 deaths. There are more than 1,000 deaths. Cases in America, and the debts keeps rising, and you're seeing the bank cuts interest. They're trying to help out a lot of layoffs, a lot of cuts for workers. And perhaps as you watch all these news, you start to get a little bit scared, and you start to get a little bit afraid. But God is giving you a promise, and this is so impacting to me because it's a peace that the world cannot give it's a peace that can only come when you're in the word of God when you are in prayer so what do you do when the world is in chaos what do you do when apparently everything looks terrible should you panic should you just do what everyone else is doing no you should trust his word and his word says that he's going to give you peace in your mind and in your heart and it says that no one can give you this peace. People right now, they're afraid. They're scared. They don't know what to do. They're looking at the circumstances. They're seeing that perhaps their finances are being affected. And we pray for all these people. And perhaps you look at Italy, and I ask you guys also to pray for this nation because it's been over 4,000 deaths in this nation out of the 10,000 people that have died. So, like, 40% of the deaths are in just one country. I was, I was reading that about this small city that it's been crazy. They don't know where to bury the dead anymore. They don't even know how to keep counting the deaths. So it's like being totally affected. So please p- pray for Italy and pray for Spain. Pray also for Asia and all these countries, and obviously the United States. We see the state of New York is really, really affected. The state of can- of California is really affected. But there is a powerful thing that we can do, and that's, that is prayer. But the, the Lord is telling you, I give you the gift of peace. And something that I've been doing this whole week is that I've been praying with Psalm 91. So I want to encourage you guys, to pray with Psalm 91 every day. That's going to be your homework every single day. Pray with this Psalm. Try to memorize it. And have some time where you're just quiet, where nothing else is there. It's just you and that Psalm. And you're going to trust every one of these words for your life. And you're going to say, God, this is what your word is telling me. And I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to pray and visualize and see myself. And I see that what you say in your word is true to me. And this is what it says. I'm going to read it to you. So just listen to it if you want to read it. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. And it says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the arrow that flies in the night. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, those evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. No evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. This is a promise for you. And if you're able to pray with this psalm every day, this will bring peace into your heart throughout this crisis, throughout the corona. And just see what Psalm 91, I want to emphasize, verse 10, that says no evil will conquer you or no plague will come near your home. Can you repeat that? No evil evil will conquer you no plague will come near your home this was a promise that god gave the israelites after he had sent the plagues to the egyptians that was another promise that god gave him none of the plagues i sent to the egyptians i will send you because i am the lord your healer and this is what the lord is telling you today he is your healer and even if you have the virus, he can heal you. And even if you have a flu, because how many of you know that is not a great time to have the flu? You know, if you cough a little bit, if you have fever, it's not a great time. My little girl, Melody, she's three years old and she actually had the flu and she had a fever, but she was not coughing. But she had a, f- like a fever for like, you know, four days. So we called the doctor and they say, no one that with a fever can come here, no one. Where you just gotta go ex- uh, only to where they're testing the virus. So it's not a good time to have the flu. <laughs> Thankfully, she is good and she, she's way, way better right now but it's not a good time <laughs> to get sick. So please don't, don't get sick either. But no plague will come near you. And we have a really, really powerful weapon which is the blood of Jesus. And our pastor has been teaching us about this. And this comes even from the time that the Israelites, that God had sent that last plague, which was the death of the firstborns. And God said, you're gonna apply the blood of that lamb or that sacrifice in the doorposts of your home. And that plague and that death sentence will not touch you. So. This verse is basically telling you the same thing. And there's a promise that God gives you today that says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So you do not have the spirit of fear. I'm telling you today, you do not have that spirit of fear. And you're going to cast it out out of your life right now. And you're going to say, this verse you're gonna memorize it if you don't know it and you're gonna say I do not have the spirit of fear but I have the spirit of God and I have that sound mind and you know what that sound mind means it means a healthy mind and the healthy mind goes together with a healthy body so this is God's promise to you you have the power you have the victory over your life and I was doing a little research or the epidemics and the pandemics that we've had in the last 20 years. And I just want to tell you a little bit about it and the last crisis we've had. So in 2002, we got the SARS that also started in China. In 2008, we got the economic collapse, but we got through it. In 2009, we had the swine flu, do you remember that? And we also got through it. 2012, it was MERS. 2014, it was Ebola. 2015, it was ISIS. 2016, it was Zika. And 2020, it was a corona or COVID-19. And every time, we have overcome. Every time, we have overcome. And this is gonna be one of those times where we are going to overcome again and no plague will touch us, will touch our family or will touch our church members. And I was looking at the meaning of peace and it says that it's a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. A state that the war has ended. A lot of people want to live in peace, but in order to to live in peace you got to win the war this is key because you got to win the war many people like peace but they don't like the word war but in order for you to obtain peace you got to win the war and we've seen it every time you know when when a country lives in peace is why is it is because they won the war for example israel Israel when they became a nation all the surrounding nations came against it for many times and it was impossible for them to obtain peace but they were able to win the war over and over and over again until they were able to become a nation and strengthen their army and finally they're in peace and inside that country but it's the same thing with all of the countries They had to win a war. They had to go into battle. So don't be like, oh, man, I don't like war. I'm anti-war. I don't like, we shouldn't have an army. We shouldn't have, no. You got to be a warrior. You got to stand up and you got to say, dude, whatever it is that I got to do, I'm going to do it. And there's a war that we're fighting, and it's a war that's in the spirit. It's a war that we're winning in the supernatural. And that's what God wants you to do today. So President Trump has called this virus, the invisible enemy, the invisible enemy. And it's true. Maybe we're seeing it as a sickness that it can just come by breathing basically. Maybe it's like in the air. Maybe it's like you can't touch each other. You gotta do the elbow. You know, like saying hello like that. So for some people, that's hard, especially Latinos. They love to hug and and kiss and all that. They're like, man, this is hard. But you got to do it. You got to do what the government and what everyone is telling us to do. But that invisible enemy, we know that it's actually Satan. We know that it's actually the devil, the snake, the serpent. And it's invisible. But God has given us something and it's the weapons that we can use to defeat this enemy because the Bible says that he came to kill and to steal and to destroy so he wants to steal your peace he wants to kill your body and he wants to destroy your family and finances but I'm telling you that God has made you a warrior for this time so say say that with me God has made me a warrior for this time And as a warrior, you're going to go with that winning attitude. You know, you're going to say like, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to fight the enemy and I'm going to hope for the best. You're going to go with that winning attitude. You're not going to go as a loser. You're not going to go like, man, what are we going to do? Just complaining, just grumbling. Because God doesn't want you to be like that. You know, who wants to hang out with a loser? I don't think a lot of people would. People want to hang out with winners, and lately, like a few days ago, I watched a documentary that is called One Child Nation, and you know somebody recommended it to me, and it was really interesting. It's about China and how they had a policy for the one child, and they had that policy for 35 years, it's a really good, good documentary if you want to watch it. It's, um, I think, on Amazon Prime. But it's how the population was growing so much, you know, over a billion people. And they were like, what can we do? Okay, we're only going to allow families to have just one child. And they started selling this product of, like, the best thing is just to have one kid. You know, you don't have to worry about a lot of things. You just need one child. That's all you need. And they were also selling the idea that one child needed to be a boy. You know, you just need to have a boy because later on he will be able to take care of you when you're older. So girls are not that cool to have. So, and as as you watch the documentary, they started showing it everywhere because it's a communist country. So they control the media completely, the schools social media people don't have access to like anything or anything they want to watch they control absolutely everything even the skits in the school the propaganda the um, everything tv and it was like it's so cool to be a one and only child yeah and so like they started selling this but what happened it was part of the law so when moms and when other people started having like a second child, they would actually force women to have abortions. They would get to your house. Even if you were eight months pregnant, nine months pregnant, they would force you to have a, a an abortion. And also moms, you know, if the first child was a girl, they're like, oh, I'm gonna try a second time. So they would, li- they would leave that little baby right there in the market. You know, a newborn baby right there. So the flies would come and the baby would just die and and then i was looking at the data and it was like 336 abortions 336 million abortions i'm sorry think 300 in the last 35 s- years you know that policy just ended 2015 so imagine 336 million abortions and to god abortion is murder there's no such thing as just a fetus or the baby doesn't feel. No. Nah. A baby is a person. And I was looking also at the data in the United States. 61 million abortions since Roe versus Wade. So this is crazy. 61 million abortions. And what I thought is like, is God trying to tell us something? Is God tired of all the wickedness in the world? Of all the death? You know, a lot of times we see you know what Hitler did with the Jews, six million Jews. Oh my gosh. But look at this number. Three hundred and thirty-six million babies that were murdered. And I like what Dr. Derek Prince says. He says God's attitude toward abortion is not affected by a change in terminology. He classifies it quite simply as murder and deals with it accordingly in nation after nation around the world today millions of lives are being brighted by the curse that follows this act so god you you cannot like say oh god is like a fetus and no he doesn't care about that if you read the bible he says that a baby is precious from the moment he's conceived So, this brings a curse. Abortion brings a curse. So, is God trying to tell us something with all of this? Is God tired of all this murder and all the people promoting this as something normal? We need to repent. We need to ask God for mercy. We need to become those Abrahams that when God was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah he cried out he said God if you can find 10 righteous people just 10 righteous people we need to find favor in the eyes of the Lord like Noah found favor when he was building the ark this is what God wants you to do and you need to repent and you need to cry out and you need to say God I'm here and I'm standing on the gap And I want to be that warrior and I want to be that intercessor. And look at that. The virus started in China. The virus started there, maybe because of all the wickedness, you know, we don't want to judge people or nations, but we just got to look at the facts. And we just got to look at the murder rates. And when this happens, if you read throughout the Bible, sometimes God is tired of the wickedness. Sometimes God is like, man, I'm going to do something about the human race because I didn't create them to murder. I didn't create them to do all these things. I created them to worship me. So is God trying to send us a message? And you know what, you need to fight the war. You need to become a warrior. You need to say, God, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna pray for mercy. And I'm gonna pray that all of these murders and all of these things that are going on in the world, will not affect the rest of the world. This is something serious. And the only thing that can stop this thing is our prayer. You know, perhaps, as I said, it's it's a judgment. You know, people trying to paint it like something nice. But the church is the only one who can stand and stop this. There was a prophecy from from a prophet that he prophesied in 2017, his name is Charlie Swam, and he's like, I see a virus going around the world spreading like crazy. And the only one who can stop that is the church with the prayer and by applying the blood of the lamb. It was so specific. So we are the church, and we are the only ones who can really stop it. So I, I ask you today to become that warrior, to fight the war. Don't just stay at home you know, watching Netflix and taking it like, oh man, I'm on vacation and I can just do whatever you want. No. You need to be a warrior. You need to fight the war. And there is a verse that I want you to like just meditate on it. And it says in Second Chronicles 7:14, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. This is what we need to do. We need to stand in the gap, and we need to be like Daniel. We need to be like Noah, and we need to start praying and asking God for mercy, and we need to humble ourselves, and we need to say, God, forgive us for all this murder, for all the things that are going on in the world, and we cry out like if we were the ones who were committing these sins because this is how serious this is and you are that noah and you are that paul and you are that elijah of this generation and pray as if this virus depended on you and as you pray you're gonna feel peace in your heart and as you pray for others, you're going to feel that. And as you pray for repentance, you're going to feel that peace because it's a spiritual warfare that we're fighting in the supernatural. So let's stand and ask God to have mercy on us. Let's humble ourselves in prayer and in fasting. Maybe you feel like, man, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fast the weekend. Or I'm going to fast the week. You know, if God puts it in your heart, Fasting is so powerful. And maybe God will hear us. Because it's that's what this verse says. That if this if my people it means the church will humble themselves. So don't be proudful. Don't say like this has nothing to do with me. You know, it was maybe the Chinese started it or other people. No, it's gotta be it's gotta do with you because you are the church and you're God's representative. So you gotta stand and you're gonna say my prayer can stop this. And we gotta stand with that faith. And the biggest war that you gotta win is the battle in your mind. The battle in your mind. And it's a daily battle because, as I said, the media, the headlines, maybe someone you know has the virus. Maybe someone you know or you knew died. So you're like, oh my gosh, and you start getting scared. And you start seeing your finances dropping. So the the biggest battle you got to win is right here. It's in your thoughts. And it's in your mind. So today I want to ask you to say, God, I'm going to fight this battle with the Word of God. I'm going to fight this battle daily. And I'm telling you, your prayers are not in vain. You know, the early church had a lot of persecution, had a lot of imprisonment. And Paul... You know, he he was the apostle Paul who planted many churches and who basically took the gospel to the Gentiles. He was imprisoned for many, many years, and at the end of his life he wrote an amazing verse that says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my curse. I have kept the faith. Even when he was imprisoned. Even when he was accused falsely and even beaten, and when they gave him the lashes, he said, "I have fought the good fight and I have finished my curse, and I have kept the faith. This is what God wants you to do. in the middle of being judged, or uh, maybe you feel like trapped, maybe you feel like going nowhere. Maybe you were depressed." before the virus and now you're more depressed maybe your life you you were already like doing like bad financially and now you're like oh my god i don't know what's gonna happen and you have that daily battle here but the bible tells you that no weapon formed against you shall prosper so believe in that word believe it in your heart and say that as paul said I'm going to fight the good fight of faith, and I'm going to overcome, and I'm going to win. You know, and I want to encourage you guys to meditate on what you're doing daily. Are you taking advantage of your time? What are you doing while you're in your house? Are you just watching TV? Are you just on social media the whole day? What are you doing? So be very intentional about growing in your faith it's not just a once a week thing you gotta work on it daily and you're gonna be very intentional me and my husband we said we gotta keep having our schedules we gotta keep waking up early we gotta we're gonna be like if we were in school we gotta get our kids ready early and you know we take turns because we want to keep studying the word we want to keep growing ourselves And nothing's going to stop us. So God wants you to grow in your faith. God wants you to win the battle of faith, the battle in your mind. And you can do it. You can overcome all the thoughts. And I'm telling you, I prophesy over your life, the peace of God will surpass any circumstance going around you. I prophesy that if you're going through a very difficult circumstance, in your finances you're gonna get through it and more doors are gonna open i prophesied that if you were stuck now you're gonna feel like you're gonna advance now you're gonna feel like you're conquering new heights maybe god wants you to start something new and this is what you gotta believe today and i prophesy over your life doors are opening something new is gonna start in your life and in your heart and you're gonna overcome And you're going to see that that battle that is going on in your mind will be for the good. Because his word is true. He is faithful. And all things work together for those who love you. And as my husband was teaching us a few weeks ago, worship is your weapon. So I want you to just worship God in the middle of the crisis. In the middle of the midnight. When everything looks dark when you don't know what to do when you feel depressed when you feel sad just worship 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 fill your mind with the word of god you know if you want to just listen to the word listen to it if you want to listen to an audio book that gives you faith listen to a podcast a message something that will lift your spirit up do it don't waste your life Don't waste your time. If you're at home, take advantage and grow in your faith. You're going to win the battle. You're going to have peace over this virus, over this coronavirus. And together, we are stronger. Even if we are apart, we got to come together. You know, I just want you to, right there where you are at home, just give yourself a hug if you're with no one. And if you're with someone, do the awkward hug like that I'm just kidding but you know we gotta come together even if we're not together and the way we come together is by praying for each other maybe it's a time where you call someone on the phone and you tell them it's gonna be okay God is for you don't be afraid this is the time to believe there is peace in your heart thank you for being with us today Thank you. And I just want to make a prayer for you today. Thank you, Jesus Lord, because today we understand that peace comes in the middle of a storm. And even if there's a crisis going on, even if there's a virus that be, that's being spread around the world, and apparently this pandemic is unstoppable. But together we are stronger and we understand that your peace, Lord, is a gift that you have given us. And today we pray for a peace, peace in our mind and a peace in our heart. And we believe that peace makes us stronger, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, today. I pray for everyone that is watching, Lord, that if they have felt afraid, that if all these news have made them sad scared fearful that you would give them that peace that you would give them that gift that the world cannot give but you can please lord give it to us and just lift up your hands and say give me that that gift of peace lord today in the middle of the storm in the middle of the crisis even if i cannot come to church i am the church say that i am the church and as we were today saying as the prophet said the church is the one who has the weapon the church is going to overcome with their prayers so pray 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 say god forgive us forgive us for the sin the sin of abortion the sin of murder forgive us lord because as your word says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will hear them and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Please hear us as we come together to pray, Lord. Don't look at the murders. Don't look at all these things, Lord. And today we are fighting the war in the spirit. And today we're crying out for mercy. Even here in the United States, Lord, over 61 million abortions, Lord, that have been committed, Lord, in the last 50 years. We pray, Lord, that you would forgive us for this sin, Lord, and that you will not bring judgment. And we pray Psalm 91 over us. No evil will come against you, Lord. No weapon, Lord, will come against you, And no plague will touch our hearts home lord over us because we dwell under the shadow of the almighty lord and this is where we want to live all the days of our lives lord and we prophesy that you send your angels to protect us and you're gonna pray for every one of your family members and you're gonna pray for your loved ones and you're gonna declare i declare that the blood of jesus is protecting us lord right now and no plague will touch us And you are the one who's going to bring us the peace, Lord, during these hard times. And we're going to stand together because together we are stronger, Lord. We are the church, Lord. It's not the four walls of our church. It's the people. And say that you have the power to defeat the forces of evil. Say that. Declare it. Say, Lord, I will not live in fear because I do not have the spirit of fear, but this, but I have the power and the discipline that come from you, Lord. And I have that sound mind, Lord. Thank you because the enemy will not overcome me, Lord. And I have that peace that can overcome anything, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Before you go, make sure to click the follow button so you never miss what's new. We would love to connect with you. You can follow us on Instagram at G12Church and share with us how this message has impacted you. Until next time.